sure that you enjoyed our second episode where we featured Dr. Vandana Nadignayar and Santosh Abraham from Elder Aid for their work in elder wellness. Now moving on to one of the oldest yet underrated industries, supply chain. In this episode, we have with us Felicia Prem Fernandez and Gautam from Uniworld Logistics to talk to us on the evolving landscape of supply chain, the opportunities it presents and the challenges faced during the COVID times to ensure smooth operations. Felicia comes with experience in overall logistics solutions, especially in supply chain management with a firm focus on end-to-end solutions in warehousing and transportation of goods to end customer. She manages Uniworld SEM Vertical to enhance business development, sustainability, and customer satisfaction via innovative business approaches engaging the lean management model. She has a Bachelor's in Commerce, an MBA from Paris School of Business, Executive Education Certification on Warehouse Design and Management from IIM Ahmedabad, and a Certified Kaizen Instructor by the Ministry of Economy, Trade, and Industry, Japan. Her motto is to help do her bit in empowering women and also building trustful relationships with customers. Joining her is Gautam. Gautam started out his career as a retail planner at Arvind Brands for Lifestyle Division and then later moved on to Mintra where he successfully built his sports and footwear portfolio ground up. During his stint, he was involved in making Mintra the largest footwear retailer in terms of sales and bringing on the widest catalog of footwear in India. He played a key role in streamlining the company's working capital efficiency. He currently holds the role of being the vertical head for transport and product development for Uniworld Group, operating from their head office in Bangalore. He holds a master's degree in retail management. Welcome, welcome Gautam. Welcome, Felicia. Thank you so much for having us here. We're very excited to, to share our experience with you. So, Thanks both for inviting us. Very happy to be here. Thank you, guys. Uh, so it's not often, you know, you get to speak to people who are experts in supply chain. So we are, we are privileged to have you on this episode. Uh, so thanks for joining once again. And my first question to you, Felicia, is uh, supply chain is the lifeline of any society, right? Uh, but it's not spoken as much as it should be, uh, you know, compare in comparison to other fields like engineering or a medical or, you know, accounting, accounting and etc. Uh, so how did you actually chance upon, was it chanced upon or did you have a focus towards this industry? How did you do this? Um... We didn't exactly chance upon it. We, uh, Gautam and me together, we did our own uh, startup. It was called uh, Torio Fashion. And uh, we kind of dealt in retail uh, brands and uh, which also included the retail logistics bit. So uh, we actually came upon the entire potential growth for e-com logistics and it all kind of started there. Uh, my dad actually started the company Uniworld in 2002 and uh, he was doing the more traditional part of uh, logistics, which is like imports and exports and custom brokerage and, you know, the things which, you know, at one point, I guess people thought logistics only meant uh, 
trucking or truck drivers or courier packages or something like that. And uh, now people talk about logistics. They say, okay, I know what is an import. I know what is export. I know that uh, what you do. I understand what is supply chain management, you know. So uh, when that happened uh, and the boom of uh, e-commerce happened, we thought this would be a great opportunity for us to kind of jump into this and uh, move. And from then till now, I can say we have grown two folds. Uh, we have about 750,000 square feet of warehousing space. And uh, we are doing transportation almost across all over India. And uh, I think it's been a good journey and I look forward to the next many years of how this is going to change. That is so good. That's so great uh, that, you know, there is so much positivity with which you're responding to it. And I think it's much needed in times like this where we just keep hearing only negative news, right? Now, uh, <laughs> coming to the COVID situation, I think that has drastically changed the way our entire community and society is working. And we see a whole lot of our shopping actually shifted to online marketplaces, right? Now to ensure this, and we have another lockdown coming up soon, but to ensure that, you know, the essentials reach all the, you know, vendors and your stores, uh, I'm sure it must have been a nightmare for you guys to manage that entire supply chain uh, operations efficiently and seamlessly during this time. So Gautam and Felicia, can you just talk to us about how you were impacted and how did you overcome those challenges during this time? Uh, COVID has definitely changed the way people shop. And the impact of this is especially highly felt in the essentials category. So me and Felicia, our personal experience over these uh, particular months have been on, uh, have been definitely challenging to say the least in serving essentials and even for supplying masks and PPEs, PPEs and so on. Firstly, the confusion was related to the documentation side uh, regarding passes, who gets to do what. And uh, it was, uh, huge confusion regarding the respective jurisdiction of police. And secondly, the idea of sourcing the products which people require. It may be both of domestic or of an international origin. Henceforth, uh, dealing with authorities was making our results go out of control. And at this point of time, uh, the staff required for necess uh, necessary operations, even for warehousing or for distribution, plays a critical part. Most of the people are not able to come because they're outside any particular state or district or something. But you have, at the end of the day, being part of the supply chain industry, you have to make the society run. Supplying your daily needs because everybody, at the end of the day, everybody wants to have their food in their homes, even during a lockdown. Yeah. So, and at the same time, as an entity, we have to keep our staff's health of, of, of utmost importance. So you have to crack a fine balance between the two. but it was very tricky, but uh, most of them did it voluntarily, uh, voluntarily to actually help the society during this time of needs. Maybe not just us, even it includes pharma also. And at the same time, it's our responsibility to keep the morale high. But in this particular moment of time, we have actually seen a huge burst in uh, terms of agro segment as well as the e-commerce customers, where. Uh, Tier two cities where we have seen a little bit of transactions in e-commerce that has rapidly improved during these times. 
to just add to what gautam said um supply chain completely relies on manpower it is almost like you can say it is the backbone of logistics so when covid has happened and this lockdown has happened uh, the absence of manpower from the system has uh, sort of brought the entire supply chain movement to a halt so orders in terms of warehouses you know orders lay pending and uh, they with these lockdowns happening uh, without uh, you can say any notice we are kind of having a pro the prompt response from the team like you take 15 days to settle the entire team back to normalcy and then you go back so you're going back and forth back and forth which is kind of impacting the entire supply chain for us so if you see maybe something like what orders you used to get from amazon or flipkart which used to come maybe within 24 hours today sometimes there are possibilities it's coming within 2 days 5 days or you know any e-com portal or even if you order uh, you know groceries and things like that because there is so much strain on the supply chain today which was not there previously now the demand has increased uh, the people for us in terms of a lot of migrants have gone back uh, we don't have enough manpower to push out that many orders and at the same time we're restricted with time uh, we're restricted with uh, you know we have to maintain a certain level of social distancing so there the number of people in my facility itself can be very less so overall yes we have seen a lot of um, spike in demands there are a lot of spikes in terms of uh, line uh, orders increasing for our b2b segments uh but there has also been a great amount of difficulty for us to be able to execute these orders efficiently yeah so uh, it as gautam mentioned right it's it's been very challenging for you guys and you also did mention but with challenges it also poses a lot of opportunity for you for the future and and you also earlier mentioned that you are looking forward to the changes in the industry that that's going to happen in the next 10 years so what are those changes and opportunities that you are foreseeing as an expert in this industry how is it going to help you so uh, increased use of machine learning and ai is going to definitely accelerate and uh, improve decision making and uh, one thing which i have seen during these times is the redesign of supply chain competency models is what we are looking at and blockchain is definitely what we are looking in the future and there are lot of turns which can be economical uh, geopolitical environmental or social which we were not looking at in the past 3 4 years but these things have come significantly into play especially the current situation not just with the covid and also the economic situation of the country because of uh, whatever geopolitical reasons if the management of the company or the chain of executives we have to prepare and lead by building agility into systems it can be a i have to what i'm saying is it is a complete chain of competency models regarding to supply chain the way which we have been sourcing because we uh, as an industry deal with not just with agro we deal with auto we deal with it we deal with pharma and so on we had seen a lot of uh, what can i say a traditional process in all these industries over these years and especially in, in agro and uh, serving essentials there are a lot of ways which we can actually change to make it significantly much, much more competitive and uh, uh, agile
system. That is what we are looking at. So oh, we are looking at a lot of automation and deep learning in this sort of systems. Yeah, and um, warehouses also uh, are now moving into warehouse robotics. Place to have better picking abilities, better put away abilities, uh, you know, to optimize every single order. Maybe in right now when you have less workforce, you're only thinking about how to optimize what can be done and uh, we've kind of seen that the efficiency of people has, has gone up because uh, customers, including uh, with the service provider, is working together to execute maximum amount of orders at a minimal amount of time, which wasn't the case before. Before it was, I would give you an order, you execute it at any point of time. So people's efficiency also has gone up. So, and having nowadays logistics schools and uh, degrees which you can get in logistics has helped our industry uh, have a workforce that is tech savvy. So that is a kind of an opportunity for us to have better growth in our industry because we're going to have more young people joining us with better innovative ideas and more things to do different than how we have been doing things for so many years. So, and the consumer behavior has affected our industry a lot. So e-commerce, ordering online, all this has helped us boom because consumer behavior has changed. So um, overall, I guess it has a lot of opportunities in this field. And most of the startups are trying to use technology as their way in for logistics and major players from the industry are trying to do things which they have traditionally done to kind of make it more optimum at this point and improve the industry competitive dynamics. So creating more demand for an efficient logistic chain and we're thereby creating more opportunity for newer companies to enter the industry. And I think that's going to make this industry grow much more than what we have seen in so many years. So I think technology um, and education and upskilling is kind of key for the next few years in supply chain, I would say. Is that is that a correct understanding then? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's great. Uh, so if, if there is this increased opportunity that we are seeing in this industry, and of course there is the upskilling portion and the increased consumer demand and everything else. Obviously, there is a need for workforce, right? An increased uh, workforce. And Felicia, I think you were talking about the work that you're doing specifically in the area of women empowerment and generating employment, right? Um, so what is it that you're doing to actually, you know, go across both these parts of creating employment as well as women empowerment actually deepa this is a very you can say a close uh, close to my heart project uh, which i had started maybe i just started it from an emotional perspective and then it sort of became bigger than i imagined you know um, there were a lot of women around our uh, facility who 
were uh, you know the they were widows or they were um, you know single mothers or they were women uh, whose husbands were more alcoholic and you know they were the only working member in their family and uh, they were only looking at jobs like uh, you know um, maids and things like that and no growth in that aspect so um, we, uh, our facility is in Chennai is uh, kind of located in this place called Makkeru, uh, which has several smaller villages around us. So we started the project off by first going to the villages to explain to them what is that we're going to ask the women over there to do. Because, you know, there's so much apprehension. Okay, I do not want to send my wife or my mother or my daughter you know to a facility which there are so many men because logistics in general you would mostly hear that there are so it's male dominated you know in a way and that's how it was perceived so it was difficult at the beginning to help them understand why this will help them but believe it or not today we have 150 women working for us and of which so many women are engineers and you know women who are not allowed to go to the city to work because they want to be uh, you know kept closer to their house but still have the opportunity to grow their career and kind of give a better living for their families so that's what we're trying to do in UniWorld. we're trying to create opportunities uh, we're trying to create a better um, style of living and we're trying to create more people to get educated. So we have a system that if you have kids, we will help them get educated as well. So this is the women empowerment program, which we're doing. And it's amazing to see uh, how uh, their, their lives have changed to see that, you know, they can think about something beyond just getting married and, you know, just having a traditional way of living and actually have something which is theirs and what they're earning and something which they can stand empowered to. That is so good. That is so good. I think and uh, the fulfillment that you guys must be feeling at the end of it must be phenomenal, right? To, to just see that, you know, from, from the apprehensions that people had of women working here to 150 women actually being employed. That's really, that's really uh, motivating. And also often, uh, you know, women empowerment is something that is focused in the cities, right? Uh, it's talked a lot about in, in larger places where people already have those opportunities. But what you spoke about is very different. You spoke about going to a village. You spoke about going to right down to where the problem exists and having that problem solved at the very root cause that i mean that's that's brilliant that's something that i think is outstanding so great work on that felicia thank you very much we're very proud of it as well and um, it's a bigger milestone for us than any turnover number can show us so that's i think what we all at Uniworld always seek to kind of have something better done in our company than just have numbers that's great uh, that's a very good uh, mindset to have as as a leader in the organization. So that's that's really inspiring for us to listen to. And uh, on just to ask you, as as an expert in the industry now, both of you are you know you've spent time working in this industry. You you've kind of also had experiences with various levels with the pandemic and all of this. Uh, what would be your 
advice to say youngsters who probably would have to choose this as a career option in the near future well uh, logistics has almost existed pre second world war so i can tell you one thing for sure we're there to stay right so that is i guess the most important thing in terms of choosing a career that you don't have hopes that tomorrow the entire industry will collapse and as it's a backbone or or you can say like a pillar to every country and no country can exist without logistics there so we're here to stay and uh, that being said you can always like i said innovate you can challenge yourself and no client will ever have the same requirement so you will always be challenged to do something different so you will never feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again people all over the world domestically internationally uh, because the networking is so large in terms of a logistic industry um you get uh, there are so many opportunities relationships over whether which you form uh, whether it's with companies or whether it's with people and um, i would say since it's ever changing and as if i remember myself when we came into this industry the first thing we looked at was uh, that it was something new every day and technology being it's only advancing and things are just looking so much better for us and there's so much growth in this industry i think it would be a great opportunity for young people to join in and uh, help make this industry much better greater like how it is everywhere else gautam yeah uh, adding to that uh, supply chain career can basically very broad and diverse uh such as healthcare automotive and other industries and all these guys practice different supply chain practices from logistics to planning to manufacturing and some people are very structured some people do it with variation some people do it on a more transactional and uh, basis and some people more a uh, project based but the fantastic thing which i have experienced in supply chain is literally there is something for everyone uh it's so broad and so extensive that anyone choosing this career path can find something to fulfill their goals between all the uh, uh diverse options which is available and you can do it from anywhere so like you can do it from any city requires logistics any uh, two tier three tier any city you are in you can take up this career and you can still stay closer to home and still be part of this industry you don't have to move you don't have to leave your family so you can still choose it's a flexible career in that sense of where you are located fantastic uh, so first of all we'd like to thank you for you know being the behind the scenes warriors to help us actually tight through these covid times because i think from your talks what we realized is you guys have really put it together so that you know people like us uh can actually get our essential supplied right so thank you for that thanks for being behind the scenes and getting everything to work for us i think as an industry 
what we've learned is the technological advancements are huge. You're actually looking at automating a whole lot of your operations. You're looking at machine learning. You're looking at artificial intelligence. And there has only been a surge in terms of demand. And therefore, you're seeing, uh, you're seeing a spike in terms of the requirement in the industry, right? And I will, I think, end this with the war cry from Felicia that says, we are here to stay. So supply chain is here to stay, going nowhere. It has been a great conversation, guys. Thank you. I think we learned a whole lot about supply chain and logistics just by talking to you and understanding what it really means. So thanks so much for spending your weekend with us. It's been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for having us. It was a pleasure being here. And uh, I hope uh, we've inspired at least one person out there to join our industry. Of course. Thanks for inviting us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.